Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Earlier this week, four Browns were named finalists for major NFL awards. The NFL honors coming up in a couple weeks. Miles Garrett is Defensive Player of the Year. Kevin Stefanski as Coach of the Year. Jim Schwartz as Assistant Coach of the Year. And, of course, Joe Flacco for Comeback Player of the Year. And to talk about everything with the Browns, we're going to go ahead and welcome in Daryl Ryder, our Browns beat reporter, uh, brought to you by Scheiben Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. Daryl, welcome to the show. Hello, boys. How you doing, buddy? Hey, bud. Good. How you feeling on an F off Friday? Uh, fantastic. Which Daryl am I getting today? Are we getting KG Daryl? Are we getting subdued Daryl? Which, which I just want to know. You, you're getting Daryl's voices worn out. I've done a lot of talking over the last 24 hours. <laughs> I will say I appreciate you, and I said this. I sent this to you uh, personally that I do appreciate you filling in with us this week. And I'm, I'm, I'm curious. You know, we've had some conversations here today about how far the Browns are from being a, uh, an the AFC contender here. And so I'm just curious. I want you to uh, finish this sentence. The Browns will be in the AFC Championship game next year if dot dot dot. Deshaun Watson plays every game, and he is among the top seven quarterbacks in the NFL. And what has to happen for that to happen? Well, he has to be healthy and available, first and foremost. Um, and then, you know, whatever has kept him from being that guy for the Browns to this point, he needs to get over. Um, you know, we, we've been teased. We've talked about it a lot. We've been teased with him at times where he's had glimpses where we've seen it. Um, and then it, you know, it hasn't been sustained. So, um, he needs to have, uh, he basically needs to take what Joe Flacco did in those five, uh, five starts. And he needs to do that over 17 games. And if that happens, uh, well, in this case, uh, he's got to do over 19 or 20 games, but if that happens, uh, then the Browns absolutely will be Super Bowl contenders a year from now. Uh, Daryl Flacco has been doing his little round of media session here after the the, uh, the season, and yeah, good for him. Yeah, I mean he's get it while it's hot. He is. Uh, he he seems to be such a great guy, and and yeah, he and, is, and just you know so honest with everything that he says, and it does sound like he really wants to come back if the opportunity presents itself, and. Maybe if, if there's not another opportunity to, to be a starter somewhere else, that, of course, would change things, I'm guessing. But, um, I mean, what, what's your thoughts? I mean, do you, you think he comes back? Uh, I don't – I'm not ducking your question, Justin. I have no idea if he's ultimately going to come back. I would love it if he uh, would come back next year um, to be the backup. I, mm -hmm. I just 
look, I mean, I feel like there's going to be an opportunity out there based on the way he played in those five games. I think that somebody, especially a team looking for a bridge quarterback, maybe not a contender or a team that like was in the Brown situation where they felt like the quarterback is like the last missing piece and you're trying to squeeze the last bit of, you know, good play out of a player. Right. Um, I, but I, I love the, him to come back to the Browns. You know, he's old school. Uh, he's very, just very charismatic guy. Um, instantaneous respect within that locker room. He just, he really fit in. Um, but I, I, I do think it comes down to playing time opportunity, Dustin. And then obviously there are financial considerations. Remember the Browns are paying $46 million a year to Deshaun Watson. Now, Andrew Barry had mentioned, I believe it was in the season ending, uh, press conference, um, that he referenced their investments in the backup quarterback position right they had case keenum then they went out and got jacoby Brissett. um you know before they traded josh dobbs they had josh dobbs and then they went ahead and drafted dorian thompson robinson with uh the thought that eventually dtr would become uh the number two we all thought that they would go into the season with three quarterbacks and dtr would maybe next year be the number two quarterback so um you know, I, I think DTR's outlook within the organization might, you know, factor into the economics here because they're not paying DTR a lot of money. Um, so there, there. I, I wish it was a yes or no answer right now, Dustin. Unfortunately, it's not. There's just too many factors at play. But from my perspective, I absolutely would love it if the Browns could bring Joe Flacco back. Daryl, obviously today was the Kellen Moore day. They were interviewing uh, Chargers OC Kellen Moore for their own offensive coordinator job. I'm just curious, like, you know, we've we've had these openings now for a minute, and yeah. now, you know, obviously the Senior Bowl's coming up. You got the Super Bowl coming up. What what do we have a timeline right. on the OC search and when it's expected to ra- uh, wrap up by? Yeah, and and this is and this is, I'm not copping out here, Nick, but th- this is just like there there is no timeline here. Just just like with any other team and any other opening, like I you know, um, I, I get look, they're a very deliberative organization. Uh, when they make changes and moves, I mean they 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 have a strong thought process behind it. Um, you know, today was, uh, you know, Kellen Moore. We know that they've already talked to Ken Dorsey. Uh, Andy Dickerson was first in the door. Uh, Brian Johnson uh, is on the list as well. I, I actually like the fact, while early on I wasn't all that impressed uh, with, with uh, the candidate list, it, it's grown here a little bit. And I like the fact that when you look at the list of candidates right now, you can't pigeonhole a type of what Kevin Stefanski's looking for, right? You've got, you know, one guy had spent most of his career uh, as a uh, as an as- assistant position coach uh, in Andy Dickerson. You've got uh, play callers uh, in the mix here. You- you've got non-play callers in the mix here. So, you know, as far as the conversation about whether or not Kevin Stefanski's going to give up play calling, well, when you look at the list of candidates, it's really hard to say. Um, they are casting a, a little bit of a diverse net here, and that, I think that's a good thing that you speak to, uh, uh, you know, a, a wide variety of, of uh, you know, personalities and styles and, and whatnot because 
it you know might stimulate additional thought as you go not only go through your process but you work through your offseason process and you know begin to work toward the 2024 season a year ago um after going through the the defensive coordinator change and then ultimately the the special teams coordinator change you know that that offseason was spent you know peeling things back offensively and, and trying to incorporate some some fresh and new concepts or whatever. And, and, and they're going to repeat that process, I think, this offseason once they do settle on uh, a, a, a new OC here. But uh, the process is still ongoing. It's still playing out. And, you know, from what I understand, the Browns really don't have uh, a set timetable when they have, want to have this all wrapped up. Daryl, who you got this weekend? Oh, I, um, I, I want – Lions and Chiefs, which means that that's bad news for the Lions and Chiefs. I think it's going to be uh, Ravens and 49ers. Um, I am, for my official picks, uh, I'm going to split it. I'm going to say Ravens win the AFC, and I'm going to I'm gonna go a little uh, upset here. I, I don't know why, but just for fun, so that people can tell me I'm wrong on Monday, uh, I'm going to say... Uh, a Lions-Ravens Super Bowl. I mean, thankfully, with uh, social media, people don't even have to wait. They'll forget all about it. Well, no, I was going to say, people don't have to wait till Monday to tell you they're wrong. They can just uh, just text you or tweet you at uh, right or wrong F-A-N on, on Sunday, during the games even. Uh, well, well it, I, I do believe it's going to be, uh, I should say, it's going to be Ravens and 49ers. Uh, I think that's what the matchup's going to be. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and take the favorites, huh? Way to go on a limb there. But I split the difference. I took one favorite and I took one dog. Oh, no, but you you said what you really think, which is going to be the two favorite teams. You're just trying to be a little different there. Be honest. Yeah, Yeah, of course. I'm trying to have my cake and eat it, too. I'm not going to lie. Am I I not allowed to have what I think is going to happen and then have my rooting interest? No, because then you'll come I, out I on no Monday. I think game. I think what you're doing is you're 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 hedging your bets so Monday you can come out in one way or another you can say you were right. Exactly. See? Okay. Well at least you're honest about it. I appreciate that. I mean, I hate the fact that you had to point that out, but you know, yeah, I mean I I think I know what's gonna happen and then uh, I, I I don't want that to happen. I, I hope it's a, a Lions and Chiefs Super Bowl. Who'd win in a fight between you and Menigan? <laughs> huh? If you had to fight Menigan, who'd win? Oh, man, I, I, I would never win a fight. I would, I, and I should never be favored in a fight ever. Yeah, I'd give you like, I'd give you no, even, even money. I don't know. You got anger no, on I, your you side. You, got rage. you do have some rage inside you. Yeah, I, I wouldn't last a round. Oh, well, I think on. you're being magnanimous. I think no, you're being I, no, I wouldn't. No, I'm no, I yeah, no, I wouldn't last a round. All right, Vegas isn't buying it, but I guess we'll let it slide here. <laughs> Uh, Daryl, who has a better chance of catching their respective goat in their category? Pat Mahomes catching Tom Brady or Andy Reid catching Bill Belichick? I'm going to say Patrick Mahomes catching Tom Brady because he's young enough. Mm. And he's going he's gonna to be in the league for another 10, 12, maybe 15 years. When it comes to Belichick, are you surprised he didn't get a job in this coaching cycle and... Do you think a year from now that that name is going to get any more attractive to NFL teams? No, I, I'm not surprised. Um, he Look, I thought Atlanta was his best shot. Um, he spoke to the Falcons a couple of times there, but 
he has a unique way of doing things, right? He it, it was called the Patriot way, but the reality is it's the Belichick way. And and I don't know that there's a lot of owners in the National Football League outside of Robert Kraft for that 25 years that would be willing to sign up for the 72-year-old version of the Belichick way. I, I just you know, NFL owners are impatient. They want instantaneous results in a lot of respects. So no, I'm I'm not surprised that he didn't end up with a one of these jobs. I am surprised Mike Vrabel is still available. Um, and I'm somewhat surprised that Pete Carroll is still available. But yeah, Belichick is still the GOAT, by the way. E- even though the, if he gets passed up in this hiring cycle, uh, I don't think that that's a negative reflection on him. He's already earned GOAT status. He's right up there with Paul Brown and Vince Lombardi, in my opinion. Um, but I, 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 I'm not surprised that um, uh, after Atlanta passed that it doesn't appear that anyone else is going to be jumping on that. You would just go straight for Menigan's Achilles, wouldn't you? No, I would not. No. Just one time? Nope. Oh, okay. Daryl? Love you, buddy. We appreciate you. I Have appreciate you. Have a good weekend, you. guys. Dustin's Enjoy Championship bleeple. Sunday. Enjoy Championship Sunday, buddy. Hey, buddy. I thought it was interesting. The Belichick thing really gets more interesting to me by the day. I can't say that I'm... I'm it's so weird because I am surprised that Belichick just didn't get more significant interest. But I guess I kind of understand the idea of a 71-year-old coach is a little bit of a tough hire. It's a really tough hire because the guy is not going to just come in and just be your coach. He also wants to have complete control of the organization. And you're like, okay, you got uh, how many years are you going to live? Yeah. Well, and I also think like... (laughs) I'm being sarcastic, but you get the point. But it's like it's funny, like Andrew Brandt. Everyone's hiring young coaches. Yeah, and I think that speaks a lot to that control idea. Owners want a coach that they can control. And I just don't think Belichick's a guy that is seen as he's going to do what anyone else says. And I don't know, it's interesting. Like uh, Chad Graff of The Athletic listed, if, if, if Belichick doesn't, under the auspices of Belichick getting, not getting a job this cycle, he listed nine teams that he thinks could be in the running for Belichick next year. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting, like we were talking pre-show, and you know, coaching contracts weigh into this as well. Like owners not wanting to pay. If you've got a guy with two years left on his on his uh contract, well, yeah, I you know, he's a proven coach and I don't give up the power and I don't have to pay a coach, you know, two coaches for two seasons. It's just so wild, like how every ownership group in the NFL says, we want to win no matter what. And then you have a coach. And it's not. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Not just him, like Harbaugh. Really, it was zeroed in on the Chargers. There was really one team that wanted him most. And Vrabel and uh, Pete Carroll. It's just wild to see guys who've done things that most of these, I mean, Bill Belichick had already won his first Super Bowl when Bobby Slowick was still like a toddler. And people, like, the idea that you would choose that over, I just, it's tough to, like, wrap your head around. And, you know, Keith and I, we were all talking, and Keith made the point, like, if coaches were all year to year, would Vrabel and, and Belichick be more likely to have jobs? And I've thought about it now for, like, five hours, and I don't know the answer. Because I think the problems are still the problems. He's still 71 years old. Mm-hmm. He's still seen as a guy that's awful with the media. And and owners do care about that. That's part of the young thing. That's yeah, a perception thing. And he's going to want control. And, like, uh, in my dumb head, I just want to win, man. So, like, if that means I got to let go, like, I think Buffalo is – I think Buffalo uh, – what, what, uh, what is frustrating Give to me – Give me Belichick and Buffalo right now for three years. Yeah, like, it frustrates me because I want Buffalo to win. And, like, all this stuff, like, Sean McDermott, great guy, great football guy. If Sean McDermott got fired tomorrow, Sean McDermott would have another job. Uh, and I'm, I'm talking about as a head coach next next cycle. Yeah. Now it's so late in the cycle, it'd be tough. But he'd have that. He'd, he'd, and it would be that simple. Mm-hmm. But, wow, but, you know, they like McDermott. Yeah, okay. Do they, do they like losing in the second round? Do they like? Every like, year? Like, you're not, listen, at some point, it's like with the Browns. Every year, the Browns have tweaked something to try and con- get back to winning. Last off se- Two off-seasons ago, it was Baker, and it was letting go of guys like OBJ. Then last year, uh, after a seven-win season, it was about, all right, we're going to try and rebuild offense, but we're going to bring in a new defensive coordinator, new special teams, and then we're going to overhaul half the roster. And then this year, they, w- they won 11 games. They were in the playoffs. And this year, they're overturning their offensive staff to, because they still haven't gotten it right with Deshaun. That's the, like, I understand in Buffalo you can say, well, they already did the change because you, you fired uh, Ken Dorsey and Joe Brady's going to take over as the OC. Is that enough? Like, because I, I got to be honest with it, the, the change you're not going to make is Josh Allen. And so I would just, I, I, one, I do think the roster needs tweaks, in fairness. I don't think the roster is as good as it was two years ago. But two, this whole—I mean, I—I is I, somebody who values continuity as much as anybody in the NFL. The most important continuity is the quarterback. And when you have this quarterback and you've not been able to break through, you've been to one AFC Championship game in six years. That's when you got to go ahead and say, "Listen, he could be the nicest guy in the world. Sean McDermott could be." You know, everything that the Ty Dunn piece said he isn't. 
And are you going to win? Like, that's the bottom line. And But it's not just there. Like, I think it's interesting. You know, the, the, They're just they're wasting time. I, I think there are two teams right now that have perpetually been knocking on the door to win a championship. And that you're at the point where, because, you know, was it six years into Josh Allen? You haven't won a championship. Yeah. Now the narrative becomes, are you wasting your window? Now, that's a little different to me because you've got Josh Allen. Correct. I think as long as you've got Josh Allen and you can keep him healthy, I think you're going to have a window. In San Fran, I mean, McCaffrey's getting older. Kittle's getting older. Bosa's still pretty young, but Bosa's getting older. Fred Warner's getting older. Like, what, what has made San Francisco special is the bulk of the team. And I think this is the year, like, if Brock Purdy plays poorly on, on Sunday, I don't expect him to, by the way. The weather's going to be nice. It's in San Fran. It should be fine. But if you don't even get to the Super Bowl this year, and you will have spent, I mean, six years on Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey Lance, and Brock Purdy, I think the narrative on Shanahan, I don't think the narrative will ever, I mean, he's still he's still winning. So it's not like he's going to get fired. But I do think the narrative on Shanahan is going to start to become, well, yeah, he's a really good regular season coach. And yeah, he can coach up these quarterbacks, but he's had an elite team for six years and he's got no championships to show from it. And by the way, and, and let's be honest with you, in a weaker NFC, where Rodgers, like Rodgers was the guy you had to go through, but like Drew Brees had retired. Dak had not really been in the playoffs a lot. Like, look at all the versus where if Shanahan was in the AFC, think about the gauntlet he would have to go through. That's that, that's another part that makes the, the Kansas City thing so impressive is they've been to six straight AFC title games they, in a loaded they, they, AFC. In, yeah, I mean, their conference, or their, their uh, division's been pretty tough, and then, of course, the AFC's been way tougher than the NFC over the last six, seven years. So, I don't know, man. It's uh, I don't, I don't think they're going this year, though. San Fran? No, I think San Fran can oh. go. I'm talking about the um, uh, Kansas City too. But you know, San, but San Fran is, I don't know, man. That game, I, I'm just surprised. I'm, am I reading something wrong? Where I, I see that spread at seven and a half, and I'm like, what am I missing? Like, I, to me, Purdy is a really good quarterback. Mm-hmm. But to me, like, I, I, I take Goff ten times out of ten out of. Uh, if, if you you offered Met Purdy versus Goff, yeah, and I, not just that. I think if you go back a week, I would have taken including Baker over Purdy, probably. Like, not to go full Jim Harbaugh here. Brock Purdy was born on third base. Brock Purdy is never. I mean, like for all the ups and downs of Baker's career, the fact that Baker still Baker's about to get a probably hundred and fifty two hundred million dollar contract. Mm-hmm. Guys had about nine head coaches in the NFL. That's only slight hyperbole, by the way. But golf, like you've seen golf overcome something. What is what does Brock Purdy overcome? And I think that matters. I think that like when we start talking about like I think they have to make a decision. Ames. <laughs> uh Matt Campbell's offense. Don't let that one get out of the punter. Don't upset the morning show. Um I just think, man, like overall, I just I think this uh, I think San Francisco's got to win it this year. And I think if you don't, I think you're going to start to get that stink on you that Buffalo has now. And the difference is, like, they're two opposite situations. 
I, I think Sean McDermott is not in the class of Andy Reid. And I think that's why Sean McDermott has, has not been to a Super Bowl yet as a head coach. You got to go through Kansas City. Your quarterback is at least in the realm of Patrick Mahomes. Your your head coach probably isn't. Whereas I think in in San Francisco, like if they don't, here's a, I don't know if this is a hot take or not. I'm going to throw it out there though. If they lose, if San Francisco loses this weekend, or if San Francisco loses in the Super Bowl, they 100% need to go get Kirk Cousins because I think he's mm. the best quarterback that's out there. He is coming off a significant injury. But he's the best quarterback that's going to be out there. And I think Kirk Cousins has elevated a bunch of really, almost accidentally said a bad thing, really crappy teams. And I think you put him in that supercharged environment of Debo, of McCaffrey, of Kittle, of Ayuk, of that defense. And I think you're, I think you win a Super Bowl next year. But I think that's where you are. And if they don't do it, it just will continue to tell you how it's not that teams aren't serious. It's just teams all the time say, we'll do anything to win. And then they stop short. Well, we'll do anything to win, but we're not going to consider changing head coaches. Right. Well, we're going to do anything to win, but, you know, Brock Purdy's, uh, Brock Purdy's our quarterback. And it's weird because the 49ers are also the team that three years ago put them on the table when they traded up for Trey Lance. I think Purdy's good, man. I just don't know how good he is if you take him away from that scheme. But it doesn't matter though because he's in that scheme. Mm-hmm. So it's not like we're throwing him into you know New Orleans or something where he would stink. Like he's in a scheme where they 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 thrive and he he runs that offense very efficiently. I just feel like with where he is, if he was the first guy there, like if he was where Garoppolo was, I actually I think the biggest problem is Garoppolo. I think Garoppolo showed you that they can win with a less than elite quarterback. Or sorry, they they can go this far into the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Like three years ago, you know, before the injuries really started to hit bad for Jimmy. If if Jimmy had been made available in a trade, he would have been worth a lot. Because the perception is he was part of the reason they won. I think the more you've seen from San Francisco, reality is you won, not in spite of him, but it's almost like what we always used to say about Tom Brady in in New England, early Tom Brady, not second-run Tom Brady, of anybody could win like that. And I think that's a really dangerous position to be in because, listen, this isn't, this isn't Cleveland. If Kyle Shanahan did everything he's done so far in San Francisco, if he did that in Cleveland the last six years, Kyle Shanahan would be hailed as a hero. You're in San Francisco. You're in Bill Walsh and George Seifert. Like, you're in that territory. Even Harbaugh, although Harbaugh didn't win a Super Bowl. But, like, Steve Mariucci is a guy who had a nice run, completely forgotten. Um, I'm trying to think who was – I mean, it's really Shanahan and Mariucci and, and uh, Harbaugh. I, I think this is it's, – it's honestly my favorite part of this time of the year is that this is kind of where – that all the ass-kissing that goes on the NFL, if Brock Purdy doesn't win on Sunday, none of it matters. All that protection, all that, well, but he's not a system quarterback. All right. Well, then why didn't he beat the Lions? Because he's going into that game as seven-point favorites. Still can't get over that either. That's crazy, isn't it? 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.